Fresh Art International presents Art Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and today I'm speaking with Kate Hers, a Korean-born contemporary artist based in Berlin. Kate and her collaborator recently raised funds through Kickstarter for an interactive art project that will run from November 19th to 25th, 2011, at an alternative space in Berlin. Kate will be talking about kimchi, the art scene in Berlin, and one way to raise money for your creative projects. This is a recorded Skype conversation, so you'll hear skips in the audio. Well, I guess I moved permanently in 2009. Um, At that time, I didn't know actually that I was going to be staying permanently. I had received a day, day, which is um, a Deutsche Akademische Austauschdienst, which is um, in English, I think, the German Academic Exchange Service Scholarship. So um, it was for 10 months. And um, originally, I had been doing a lot of work in the realm of German Orientalism. So I was very interested in in going to Germany and doing research there um, directly. And so when I applied for the grant, after I got my MFA, I was accepted and knew I would be there for at least 10 months. And then 10 months turned into now it's been a little over two years. It's like every other major city, the art world... Um, you know, it's pretty small. You see, you end up seeing the same people at um, at all of the openings, at all of the lectures. Um, but it's big enough that you can sort of navigate in different types of circles. So I, I really like that aspect of it. The gallery where you're showing the project, are they English-speaking? They are English-speaking. Okay. Um, that was actually a choice that we made because of the the strategy that we're trying to take in terms of getting people involved. We realized that we needed an international space. I think because of the fact that it's also a bar, I mean, it has very many different types of uses. And it's an old German bar that that UK artists began. And then it has a extra showing space in the back that they do all sorts of different projects. And they were very interested in doing interactive projects with the guests that would be coming, maybe not just to see the art exhibition, but to, you know, share with um, each other and to have a drink. So that ended up being a really, um, I would say, very important factor of us choosing to to do the project there. What's the name of the gallery? It's called Das Gift, which in in English, it means uh, the poison. I asked Kate to describe kimchi and how it's made. It's kind of like a... I mean, this is the way I try to explain it to Germans that have never had it before. It's, it's a one. spicy, it's like a spicy sauerkraut. It's obviously not the same thing, but it, it does undergo the same type of fermentation process. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy way, you know, to describe it to someone who's maybe never had it before. Right. It's, a, it's, it's used, there's different, it's a pickling process. Kimchi can be made out of lots of different types of vegetables. The one that we're focusing on is, um, is Napa cabbage, which is the sort of, um, I would say, the quintessential Korean side dish. It's, it's eaten, you know, at every single meal, even for breakfast. The different types of ingredients that go into it are, for example, you know, garlic and ginger. Some people might use some fish sauce in it. it you know, there's there's the red pepper flakes that are put in there. There's also this um, type of rice 
flower. So what's the name of your project? So it's called Dr. Ree's uh, Kimchi Shop. And it's, it's the first project that comes out of a collaboration um, that I'm doing with my partner. We, we call our team Re-Food Lab. It, it began because we were, we were cooking a lot in the kitchen that we kept referring it to our laboratory because we're, you know, we're always trying to improve, you know, different types of cooking strategies and, and learn about the scientific process behind you know, what that cooking method is in order to make the food taste better and also to look better. So how did it work? It looked like from the site on Kickstarter, which I'll post on the blog, uh, that you raised more money than you asked for. We did. We did. And that was was lovely. That was um, a real treat. I mean, we didn't expect to, you know, raise so much. I I thought that we'd just maybe get right over the amount um, the way that Kickstarter works, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it's all or nothing funding. I think some of the other crowdfunding sites have different types of rules, but this also appealed to me because if we weren't able to raise our minimum requirement funding, then we wouldn't get any of the money. But then there would be no pressure to create a project that then people would, you know, have these types of expectations of the quality of the work, uh, you know, for the final project. If we weren't to get the, the, the minimum funding, then we wouldn't be obligated to do the project anymore. I think that crowdfunding, not that Germans um, um, wouldn't be interested in funding people's projects. It's just that I don't think they're accustomed to this type of like do-it-yourself funding. I mean, the arts and culture in Germany are 100% funded by the state. It's wonderful, but then, then at the same time, it's very difficult if you're, let's say, you know, doing a project that's perhaps a little bit outside of the mainstream or something that's a little risky, um, you wouldn't necessarily get funding for it because everything's coming from this one place. So tell me uh, who sent in money to you? Who, where, where were these people coming from that actually helped you raise the funds? I would say 90% of the people who ended up um, sending uh, me funding were Americans. Mm-hmm. And then I would say probably about 80% of them were already in my circle. I don't, which is not to say that they're all like close friends, but I somehow knew them through different circles that I run with, not necessarily from the art world, but people who were at least interested in, in cooking or people that were scientists or, um, activists, um, just you know, really interesting. If I if I didn't know them personally, then I I at least knew their name, or I, or I at least knew the type of work that they were doing. So you end up getting money from your friends in a way. I think there's a huge difference. I think that um, when you release it officially on this type of network, people are able to see exactly what project you're making. I mean, Kickstarter has very specific rules. You have to have a video. You have to have a really strong proposal of what you want to do. And you also have to offer people who will support the project, you have to offer them rewards. And honestly, I think that, that this is why people get involved. It's, it's not because I'm not saying that they, oh, they have to have something in order to be involved, but they want to feel like they're contributing and they want to feel like they're a part of your project. That's why the platform actually is a great medium to get people involved, even if they're already in your network. I think it's different from sending an email out 
you know, anonymously. I mean, it's also this whole aspect of social networking. You're, you get updates. You know, if you sign on and you become a supporter, you get every single update that I would post on the site about what's going on with the project. It's much more intimate, I think, a way of intimate, but at the same time public. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I wonder uh, what you gave them. If somebody contributed a dollar, they would get, you know, all the updates to the project and at the closing reception of the project, we will toast your name <laughs> um, in Korean and in German to German beer. But people, I mean, people really like that idea. I mean, people were, and we will videotape it and actually put it on our website. So that's the least, you know, sort of the, the lowest tier reward. And then the other rewards, I mean, went to, for example, we're doing a re-food lab poster. We're doing... Um, you know, we, we made our invitation postcards, for example, so people are also able to get that depending on what level, you know, they they give. Um, and they'll also be able to get the, the coveted uh, re-lab kimchi recipe. Ooh. And, and that's that's um, for $10 they were able to receive that. Wow. It's a great recipe. It's It's been passed down through my partner's family. That's and what awesome. we've done is we've just improved it or at least, you know, made it made it to our taste. When are you doing the interactive project? What's the date? If I was in Berlin, what's the date I need to be there? Well, the pop-up shop is open for one week. So it will begin on November 19th and close on the 25th of November. I would say that if, if you could only come one day, if you want to participate in the actual exchange, because it's an, it's an interactive project, we're pretending like we're a shop but we are not actually selling kimchi. It's actually being bartered. You know, you have to bring something. We're collecting objects. You have to bring something to barter with us. So if you want to participate, then I would recommend to be there on the first day because we have a limited number of portions. Okay. But if you want to come and observe and to participate in the evaluation of the objects submitted, then the, the best day would be uh, would be on the 25th, which is the, which is the closing reception. So the interactors, those who want to participate, are to bring something they would like to trade for a jar of kimchi. But not just any old something. Right. Tell me, tell me what we need to bring. Well, let me, let me back up and just um, explain the uh, status that kimchi holds in Korea. Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it was. I think it may have been in 2004 or 2005, but the, the Korean government named kimchi a national treasure. And, I mean, it's been treated like a national treasure, you know, since, I think, since it was invented. It, it, before it wasn't spicy. I mean, before it was, before the chili pepper was introduced to Korea, it was more of like a water type of kimchi. And, and now, I mean... What I think Korea is really known for is the spicy version. So anyway, so it's considered this national treasure. And what we were really interested in, and I should say my partner, Hanyo Ri, he's the, the one who actually taught me how to make kimchi. And it's, it's the recipe that's from his family that we're using. We were really interested in this question of what is a national treasure and who decides what a national treasure is? And how does a national treasure function as a cultural artifact from a particular country? Like, how does this national treasure represent the people? And so we thought, you know, really, it would, it would really be an interesting discussion to have in a place like Berlin because it is having so many questions about 
its own German identity and, and what it means to be German, and especially because of all the controversies regarding immigration and integration. And we thought this would be such a fun way to really get people out and to, to have discussions with each other from different nations. We would like people to choose a cultural artifact from their own home country or their home culture, whatever they, they'd like to choose, that they would like to bring to represent themselves. And then they could trade that with us. So they give us whatever it is that they choose, and we would give them then this jar of kimchi. We will have um, all of the cultural artifacts will be uh, displayed on, on these different shelves that we'll have um, in the exhibition space with numbers and with the information of the person you know, who, who brought the piece, you know, their reasons why they brought the particular piece, which country or which culture it comes from. Right. And then people will, will be able to fill out um, a survey about which pieces they think are appropriate for that person, which ones they value more, whatever that means for that person. And the, the really cool thing about it is that we um, were able to collaborate with a um, Caucasian American, I mean, he, he says he's an American from European descent, Potter, who a ceramic artist who actually studied uh, in Korea, and he knows how to make the these these very um, antique uh, ongi jars, which is the original um, container that kimchi was stored in before refrigeration. Mm -hmm. And he has donated to us two of these. So the, his name is Adam Field. And the great thing about this is when people fill out the survey, then, you know, and they participate, then they'll be, they'll be entered into a raffle. And, you know, then we'll pull out, you know, two winners at the end. Based on the response so far to your project online, do you think you're going to have a great response to your call for exchange? I think we have right now a lot of people from the science community that are coming. We have a lot of people from the art world. Uh, I've, been, I've been trying to do some outreach into the other, you know, immigrant population. Well, let's plan to talk again in December and recap what happened with Dr. Rhee's Kimchi Shop. Yes, it sounds lovely. Yeah.